Alright, come on, Jacqueline. Let's do this! Yeah! We're moving. Okay, we're moving. Come on, girl. Come on. What? Oh, motherfucker! Come on! Tides. Hey, um, hi. This is Fred. Uh, Fred Uris. Dr. Uris. That's... that's me. <clears throat> um, it's weird that I'm back to not being sure if you can hear me or not. Well, I I'm hoping that you can. Though, when I sit there and listen, all I hear is static. I came here to discover an alien ecosystem, to gather information and catalog and, and quantify it. Maybe I thought it could tell me something about how life works, how it begins and ends, ebbs and flows. Then I got stranded on a strange and distant shore, and I think I'm further from understanding than I was initially. Or maybe I'm just more aware of my limitations. I, I know that you aren't that far from here. I mean, relatively speaking, of course. You're in a little spaceship flying away from me at tens of thousands of miles an hour, but in the cosmic sense, still right next door. It'll take less than a second for this to reach you. Eventually, you'll be far away enough that the lag will be noticeable, and then, then we'll have some real problems, even without interference. But what is time, anyway? Living in an enclosed environment for a year does all kinds of things to your sense of time. Being down here doesn't help, though, as I've only seen one sunrise in the past week. It hasn't been that long since we lost contact. Uh, the tide is high, conditions are normal, daytime fawns. The sun is shining through the low-hanging clouds with a kind of yellowish tinge, uh, the gas giant Volturnus cutting off a bigger slice of it than yesterday. About four Earth days ago, that is. Uh, high tide makes my base camp into a small island, rocky and cut off and barren. Uh, later, the low tide will reveal it for what it is. The water drops down several hundred feet and exposes the small mountain of sharp, broken pieces of basalt that I'm sitting on. What the heck is that? Uh, but anyway, uh, currently I'm on an island. Empty except for myself, my little radio beacon and antenna, and some very limited equipment. And, oh yeah, that other thing. The other thing is that huge spiky ball, kind of like an enormous sea urchin. It somehow contains the remnants of the submarine that I wrecked days ago and miles away. I named the original sub the Jacqueline, and you can still see the name written across the door, plain as day. This one... I guess I'll just keep calling it the Jacqueline. I always liked that name. I'm not entirely sure why it's here or why all the broken pieces of it have been replaced with glass and mother of pearl or whatever goes for mother of pearl on this planet or why a bunch of slugs towed it to my little rock island in a couple of their own submarines the the slugs or the the snailians as stevens named them i suppose they've emerged from the shells that they live in adhering to the rocks and are, are swimming around close to the water's surface 
A couple are laying their inner ring of sensory tentacles on parts of my submarine slash sea creature hybrid that they can reach from the water. Actually, let me see if... Unfortunately, while the lights turn on, most of the systems aren't working. No propulsion, and the sensors aren't responding. Some of the stuff still lights up, though. Also, the S on this console is made of glass and doesn't actually press down anymore. What did they do to Jacqueline? Whoa, whoa what, what was that? It's coming out of the speakers. I'll, I'll see if I can... Huh. Well, so much for that. I'm still poking around the various systems, and I think I set something off. Wait, um, that's, that's actually one of the external sensors I activated. They're making that noise on the outside. Honestly, I, I can't believe something on the ship actually works. The aliens, beyond all expectations, managed to figure out and repair or replace some of the wires. It really makes you wonder about the extent of their technological knowledge. Finding living organisms on this moon was a long shot. I wasn't prepared for intelligence. After a year on the Strybog, I'd begun to doubt intelligence existed anywhere in the universe. Oh, my, my suit is... Oh, oh, okay. Uh, hey, hello? Hey, Freddy! <sighs> hey, hey, Montague. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I thought I'd check in, you know, make sure you're all right, since we're in a window of low interference. What has it been, uh, almost a day? Mm. Uh, still, want to let you know, I'm going to try to allow you to hear my beautiful voice as often as I possibly can. I wouldn't want you to get sad and lonely down there without me. You know, Robert, sometimes you make me miss being alone. What's that? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I, I, oh, I missed you too, huh? Not what I said. So, let's see, let's see. Uh, want to talk about to distract you. Hmm. Oh, first of all, I'm very aggravated by how slowly we're moving. Okay, at least you're moving. Yeah, sure, but like, like, really slow. We're, we're a lot further from you, but only a little bit closer to Jaterna than we were. Fonz is uh, moving in retrograde, but this jerk is going in the opposite direction, so we have to keep chasing it. Yeah, soon there'll be a whole gas giant in between us. <sighs> I know. It's going to be rough. You know what I was just thinking? The time even further apart might actually be good for me. Hey, I'm just trying to keep you from losing your mind. Yeah, of course. And what are you avoiding by doing that exactly? Don't tell him this, but I'm mostly avoiding Martinez. Guys, seriously, seriously obsessed with my well-being. Freaky. Seriously, he just doesn't want you to have another heart attack. Maybe listen to what the medical doctor is trying to tell you. I don't know. Look, look, Stay look, 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 look. alive. I, I, 
Oh, come on. I could stay alive. But look, if there's anything that was proven by my death, it's that I could stay alive. Um, it, I can manage my own health, okay? I'm not a baby. I, I'm... Babies okay. would have died at the electricity level that I took in. That is true. But I'm just, you know, concerned. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what's that? Come, come in? Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're breaking up. I, uh, it almost, uh, oh, it almost sounded like you were gonna say you were, uh, you were concerned about me? Nope, no, actually, never mind. Nothing. I said right, nothing. Right, 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 right. Uh, oh, so in other news, everyone is spending a lot of time trying to repair the external sensors. Because while they're down, we're just plowing into any debris we come across. Uh, the hole's holding up for now, luckily. One of the rotating segments has a nice new dent in it, though. I'm trying to convince Stevens to put on the EVA suit and go buff out all the uh, scratches, but he's been resistant to the idea so far. Oh, shocking. No, I can't imagine why, either. Uh, I know I'm not going out there. Other than that, we're scooping up loose hydrogen as well as collecting some ice and rock samples. I'm going to take some cores later and try to figure out how these rings were formed. God, Fred, you're missing some gorgeous views. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You're taking pictures, right? Uh, oh, sure, sure, of course. I, I go float around the observation deck on my time off. Mm. I like to look at the, uh, the patterns in those big fields of ice and stone swirling around, you know, endlessly. Though Saturn gives them a run for their money, to tell you the truth. It's just a, a personal preference. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all the same to me. Oh. You would say that, wouldn't you? But I think you'd find the view pretty nice anyways. Yes. We could see Juturna. Well, no, not right now. I, I'm, I'm not on the observation deck. Uh, but from there, you can see the other moon shepherding her gap between the two main rings. Still a small, bright circle, like a, like a coin in that vast field of dust. You can see a few smaller rocks with number designations for names above or below or embedded in the rings. Overall, the effect is, uh, breathtaking. <laughs> That's a very poetical way to talk about rocks. Mm, yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I do try. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I've got these uh, two chunks of ice. They're about half a ton to a ton each. Uh, I'm going to take some samples, and we'll jettison them back out. It's a shame. Uh, they're great for keeping your drinks cool. You can't just use ice for that. Jesus, Robert, no, have no, no, some no, no, no. sense of chill, propriety. Chill, chill, chill. Look, I set the cup on top of the ice. I'm not putting it in the cup. Ugh, so, you know, honestly, it's probably it's listen, it's probably cleaner than whatever you've been drinking. So, okay. don't water reclamation judge. is very Ow. difficult here. Yeah, I'd imagine and you know, I, I don't I don't even have like an ice pack. I mean, but, well, I mean, I could probably use the little Okay, whatever, uh, loser. Tell me what you're working on with cores. Really? You want to talk to me about rocks? Oh my god, shut up. I'm just bored. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, if you insist, most evidence suggests the rings formed along with the rest of the early solar system. But I'm looking out for anything like comet debris because I theorize Volturnus drawing in stray comets might have been the source of Sansa's water. Huh. Maybe even seeded it with life. You know, just a thought. I mean, that'd be a reasonable assumption. I, I'm not the biggest fan of panspermia myself, but I, I agree that it could have seeded it with 
some organic compounds. I completely support the idea of life arising from humble, non-living beginnings to the dust we all return to and all that. So we're all just walking, talking dirt to you, Robert? In a matter of speaking, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, by the way, uh, you're sitting down, right? Because uh, Erickson found the stash of sunflower seeds in your bunk. Not sure how you managed to hold on to it this whole time. Anyway, I, I made them give it to me for, you know, safekeeping. Now, I've hidden them in a very undisclosed location. This channel is not secure. I will tell you at a later date for when you get back. So, you are welcome. Wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean they found it in my bunk? Oh, 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 look, look, I, 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 I'm, oh? I'm going to have to get, uh, get back to you. Uh, Montague? Montague, did you just hang up on me? What the fuck, dude? Oh, man. D better not have fucking touched my sunflower seeds. I have been saving those. What were they even doing in my bunk? And then him, of all people, pretending to be the one with morals here. I bet he took a couple for himself, that bastard. At least they won't all be gone, though. Just the thought of eating something with texture is helping me get through this whole fucking thing. Uh, Fred? Uh, Dr. Martinez. Hi. Uh, if you're looking for Montague, he just called me a few minutes ago, so he can't be far. Oh, I know. I finally caught up with him and got him back to the infirmary with only minimal bribery this time. Bronstein is watching him. Oh, you'd better get back then soon. You don't want him to escape again. Don't worry, I'll deal with him. But first, I wanted to check in with you. I really should have done so earlier. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, my ankle's almost back to normal. My sleep cycle has mostly evened out. Actually, I set a timer, and when it's quote-unquote nighttime, I put my helmet on backwards. Uh, thanks for the vitamins, by the way. I, I think they're really helping. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Mm -hmm. I uh, also wanted to know, you know, how you're feeling about everything. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, isolation can take... Uh, Hold on you, you know, physically, psychologically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It went. That's what I thought. You know, I think you're overdue for some feelings time. Oh, man, you know, I, I, I think I can actually hear something outside, so I, I think I really need to go check it out. I will talk to you later, doctor. No, 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 yep. no, no, no. Sorry, just getting to a better vantage point. All the way at the top of my rocks, here I have like a full 360 degrees of vision. Lots of droppings and claw marks from the birds. Breeze up here is strong, but I, I can see a little clearer now. Off to the southeast, there's a group or, or a flock of things. Not birds though. They look like little boats or, or rafts bleached bone white from the sun. They move a little like a flock of birds swarming across the surface of the water. I counted um, 36 individuals. Looking through the binoculars I have now, I'm getting the impression of a long, narrow shell with a smallish lump on one end that I think contains most of the body of the creature. There are similarities in the overall pattern of the shell that makes me wonder if these and the snailians share a common ancestry. 
They're not just more snailians in boats, though. They're, they're much too small, and their behavior is very different. They do make sounds in a similar way, however, by, uh, by scratching some sort of beak against the surface of the shell, which amplifies the sound. The animal itself is visible, or, or at least four long paddle-like limbs are, two on either side. Each little boat or boogie board has a, a flat area in front with some sort of plant or, or fungus growing on it. These are matted down and, and trail in the water. I can see the little mouths of fish pocking the surface like carp, trying to eat the trailing strands. It, it gets interesting once the fish are in the right position, right in the front of the prow. With a swift motion of its paddle limbs, the, the surfer dips the prow down beneath the water and underneath the fish, bringing it back up and, and tossing the fish briefly into the air to land on the flat bit. Perhaps because of the weeds, it doesn't escape immediately. It gets tangled and stuck. Then the feeding tentacles and the beak of the thing inside emerge to finish the job. It's really freaking cool. Oh man, I, I want to, no. No, that's a terrible idea. But those shells would make the perfect little canoe or surfboard. It's interesting. Uh, while these things are coordinated, like I said, similar to a flock of birds, there's that distinct difference between coordination in that way and coordination with humans and possibly the snailians. They're still basically simple units responding to simple stimuli. They're, they're following a school of fish, circling in front of them and redirecting them, trying to lure them in with their weeds. Their calls are like bird calls, and I'm guessing it's a sort of contact call, more urgent when separated. It's never more than a syllable or two long, rarely complex enough to be called a song. They might very well be intelligent, but... I get the feeling that the surfers wouldn't try to repair my sub if they found the wreck. They seem to be monkeys to the snailian's hominid, if you know what I mean. We, uh, uh, humans, I mean, uh, are more than a flock of birds, more than a pack of wolves, right? Uh, I'm not just talking about individual intelligence. Individual birds can be very intelligent and very cooperative in groups, but that's not enough for society to arise the same way it did for us, the, the same way that it might have for the snailians. What is it that makes that difference? Bob and his friends communicate in a much more complex way, for one, through their shell connections that conduct vibrations to one another directly. They also build complicated things. For instance, there's an entire new engine connected to the Jacqueline, separate from the original one. I have no idea how the thing works, but smoke comes out of a smallish stack when I turn it on, and it's connected to a tank of some sort of biodiesel fuel. I think it would take a civilization's worth of scientific development to create something like that. But what do I know? Uh, oh, uh, hey, I guess I have a voicemail. There's a save message that came through a few hours ago when I was napping. It's either Martinez giving me guidelines on mindfulness or Montague informing me that my sunflower seeds have mysteriously disappeared. Hey, uh, how's it going down there, Fred? Uh, it, it's me, Stevens, your, uh, your assistant? Uh, yeah, you know that. Um, I already missed you up here. Well, I missed you before too, but I, I think I almost miss you more now that we talked and I know you're alive, you know. Uh, 
I want you to know that all of us miss you a lot and can't wait to see you again. Uh, but I, I know you want to talk about work stuff, too, so, um, where is it? Uh, so, I've attempted replicating some of the biological substances you sent data back on. The nanomachines are working as we speak, but we've already got a lot of very interesting enzymes and polymers coming out of it. Even something that looks a little like DNA plasmids, little loops of triple-stranded molecule with a complex structure. It's really exciting. Uh, I, I, I wish you were here to comb over them with me. Uh, let's see, there's, there's other stuff like salinity and thermocline data, but that'll take a while to analyze. Uh, mostly, we need to take more measurements across a wider area. I can tell you that ocean water is a lot more mineral-rich than Earth. That'll be a result of erosion, ocean vents, frequent turnover. Uh, but the end result is the organisms have much saltier internal environments in order to maintain osmotic balance. And I'm trying to decipher how that would affect the nerve impulses of the higher-order organisms. If you have time, dissecting a larger animal and taking samples of their nervous systems would be worthwhile. Uh, but, uh... I don't think I should have to say this, but please don't kill Bob and take out his brain, okay? Please? Um, as for the... Damn it, Fred, I can't do this. I'm just so worried about you. I mean, I'm still mad at you, too. It's complicated. Almost like I'm mad at you for being in a place I can't help you? Which feels unfair, but maybe that's on both of us. Well, anyway, uh, later... Gator? Oh no, why did I say that? Uh, I'll cut that out later. Wait, how does this... Does, does anyone know how to edit the... Uh, Montague? Fucking dingus. I miss him a little bit though, I'll admit. But unlike him, I know how to edit my audio, so he'll never know. I should be clear, I, I haven't told the rest of the crew about the sub. I have a message all queued up, but I haven't sent it yet. To be honest, I'm not really sure what to say about it. I think I wanted to make sure that it was really happening first, you know? I think it's real. I can see it. I can touch it. It's actually there. But I know too much about how the brain works, how biases in science work to be completely convinced. The problem is I really want it to be real. I don't want it to just be a mistake or an illusion, like the Jacqueline's wreckage just washed up here by coincidence, covered in alien barnacles and glassified by an unknown chemical process. And I'm just reading more into the situation than actually exists. I want there to be intelligence behind the things that are happening to me. And I trust myself far less because of that desire. That's one reason for other people. Even if you have to collaborate with a loudmouth and a wet noodle, it's, it's worth it to have another brain you can throw ideas against and see if they stick. No, in that case, the idea would be the wet noodle. Sorry, uh, mixed metaphors. Motherfucking S-key. Okay, um, I've integrated external proximity detectors and the sonar system to try to get a feel for the outside, and I'm... Oh! Um, nice. Okay. Uh, whoa. Uh... It's, it's kind of creepy? A, a sort of grainy black and white image on the only working monitor showing me an image of the rocks nearby, but... There's the path up, and there's the village of shells. I, I think... I think that one's Bob? It's a little hard to track movements, and there's a delay, and but whoa, okay, they're moving all over the place. What? What? Okay, what? 
son of a okay um uh sorry how, how do i how do i turn this off um oh okay i see it um okay okay uh sonar is off i'm blind once again awesome um i i can't see the snailians anymore but i bet they've calmed down now that i'm not sending sonic waves directly at them oops um Kind of a jerk move on my part, I'll admit that. Um, sorry, guys. I did notice before that some of the external cameras aren't completely covered by shells. I, I might go and try to clean them up, get them working again. It'd be nice to be able to look around without upsetting everyone in the vicinity. While playing around in here, I noticed some irregularities in the controls. Like, for instance, I think if I do this, ooh, um, I, I move one of the spikes on the outside. It's useful as a means of shoving off if I want to take this thing out for a spin. Huh. Uh, it, it'll take a while to figure everything out in here. What the, what the hell? Hey, watch where you're going, dickhead. I forgot those other vessels were in the area. One of them's pulled up right beside me and is poking my sub with uh, its mother fucking spike. Jesus Christ, really? Okay, guys, uh, I'm gonna try sending them a couple of sonar clicks to see what they do. Low amplitude, trying not to overwhelm them. Whoa, oh, okay. Um, let me, let me try that again. <laughs> huh, interesting. It, uh, it responded. Did, did I just, did I just make contact? Did I just become the first ambassador to an alien society where neither of us understands the other and a single mistake can ruin our relationship forever? <laughs> uh, it's a good thing I'm such a great communicator. <laughs> All right. Tides was written by Jesse Shushu and directed by Jesse Shushu and Ayla Taylor. That's me. It was produced by Ayla Taylor with assistance from Renee Sima and edited by Michaela Elias. Special thanks to Dana Patel. This episode featured the voices of Julia Shafini as Winifred Uros, Jordan Higgs as Victor Stevens, James Oliva as Robert Montague, and Caleb Del Rio as Ricardo Martinez. You can find us online at our website, tidespodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at tidespodcast. If you like our show and would like to help us keep making it, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash tidespodcast. Special thanks to all our patrons and fans who stuck with us during this very long break between seasons. We're really happy to be back. Expect another episode this time next month. This month, we'd like to recommend Null and Void, a science fiction audio drama about a young woman named Piper Lee, whose life is saved by a mysterious voice named Adelaide. Piper soon uncovers a malicious plot by a monopoly of a tech company and must work with her friends and an unusual ally to help foil their deadly plot. 
And now... This is Dr. Winifred Uris, and this is an ocean fact. Just like the tide, I always come back. <laughs>